The following podcast is brought to you by Crosswinds Golf and Country Club in beautiful Burlington, Ontario. It's just 45 minutes from downtown Toronto. And if you've never been to Crosswinds, well, you're missing out on a hidden gem. This is a public golf course, but has all the amenities of a private club. Fabulous banquet facilities, a well-stocked pro shop, views to die for, sumptuous food, and the people at Crosswinds will treat you like royalty. So before you make arrangements for your next golf outing or special event, do yourself a favor. Do all of us a favor. Go to crosswindsgolf.com and see what they have to offer. And don't forget, tell them Hebsey sent you. Now let's start the podcast. Welcome to Hebsey on Sports, episode number Frank Mahavlich, Vladimir Guerrero Sr., Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Vladimir Guerrero the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, likely, Juan Marichal, and Daryl Sittler. He shoots, he scores! Ten points in one game. I don't think anyone's going to break that one. I'm your host, Mark Hepsher. Today on the show, is it okay to withdraw from a tennis tournament after just four games when you knew the night before that because you couldn't sleep and you were in pain that you wouldn't be able to play the next day? Is that okay with you? That's what happened yesterday at the Rogers Cup, the Toronto version. That's the Rogers Cup. The other one is the Coupe Rogers or something like that. Serena Williams ruined the party for everybody, but most importantly for Bianca Andreescu. Ruined her party, right? Come on, you're the champion. I am? I didn't beat her. No, she withdrew. What? Shouldn't they change this rule in tennis? Is there any other sport where you're just allowed to go, I, I don't want to play anymore. I'm going to go home. I yeah, mean, every, Michael- every sport. No, oh, come on. <laughs> this isn't Michael Johnson against Donovan Bailey. That's what I was thinking. This isn't Roberto Duran, no Moss against Sugar. I don't want to fight you anymore. Come on. I mean, I can tell you Bianca on one leg would have completed it. She was like, that's okay. Like the nights from me. No, I'm fine. Oh, we're going to have to amputate your leg. Doesn't matter. I want to keep playing. I want to play to the end. I want to finish like a marathon runner. Come on. Should the paying customers demand a refund? I was a paying customer. I don't know if I should demand a refund. I have questions. We'll uh, discuss the entire thing at length in its entirety uh, in a couple of minutes. Why did the Toronto Blue Jays sit Vladimir Guerrero Jr. again at home on a Sunday against the Yankees? Sat him, not the DH. A full day of rest. Lucky he came up in the ninth inning at a key time. But still, I mean, you're trying to draw fans. You're trying to get people to come. It's a lousy team. you got a bunch of kids playing. And, and you're sitting this guy? And it's a premium ticket. It's a premium ticket, exactly right. It's $150, when normally it's like $50 to see the Yankees. Play. And you're sitting Vladdy Guerrero. Do they not get it? Do they, do they not understand that many in their eroding fan base actually come out to watch Vladdy play? What's the matter with these guys? We'll get into some golf. We'll get into some, I don't know, some other stories. The big story, of course, concerns the most anticipated sporting event of the year around these parts, save for the Raptors championship run. Okay, really, when you think about it. I mean, the Leafs in Boston, okay, you know, that was a long time ago. But really, when you talk about big, big events, big anticipation, this was the one. And the sport of tennis, I'm sorry to tell you, will never be as popular as it should be until it changes the rules. No other sports like this. I know that Tiger Woods sometimes, I'm not, my back's not feeling well, withdraws after nine holes because he doesn't want to shoot an 85. This is the thing. You don't want to be embarrassed. So it's less embarrassing if you quit. Like if, Michael Johnson. Yeah. It's less embarrassing if you just quit. You go, oh, I'm injured. I pulled my hamstring, my back, spasms, whatever it is. You just say, it's not my day and I'm quitting. But you're not taking into consideration the people that paid to watch you, the people that follow you, the people that think you're a grinder, that you're going to win at all costs, that you can suck it up with an injury, okay? And you can complete the, the mission. This is one of the beefs I have against Milos Raonic is he's not a finisher. He does, he, I'm quitting. 
walks over. I've said probably he probably withdraws from more tournaments than anybody else. He just does. I'm hurt. I'm this. I'm that. Can I read between the lines here? Are you suggesting Serena could have played, but yeah. simply quick because she could tell she was going to lose in an hour? Have you ever had the feeling before in any sport that you've played where your opposition is that much better than you? You're probably not going to beat that person. And at that same time, you say, now I could quit right now, let the guy win or let the person win and still save face, I guess it is. Because I'm injured and you now have sympathy for me. Oh, you poor guy, you can't keep going, you're hurt. So play that card versus, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tough it out. I'm gonna, I, I worked hard for this. I'm going to finish the job. And if I get beat, at least I go down fighting. But as you know, that's not the case with uh, Ms. Serena Williams. And the rules have to change. I'm talking about these rules that surround quitting, retiring, giving up, withdrawing, whatever you want to call it. No other sport allows for its participants to give up in the middle of a match because they're not feeling well. They just don't. I think they all do. No, I'm talking about a one-on-one. I'm talking about a golfer leaves the course. Every other golfer is still out there. Tiger quits after nine holes because he doesn't want to shoot 85. That's Tiger. But everyone else is still playing. Like the crowd is there. But yesterday, for example, did they come along and say, oh, we're very, very sorry, but Serena's quit. You all get free ice cream. You don't get a refund. Oh, they gave you free ice cream? No. No, that's what we wanted. The guy in front of me is like, do we all get free ice cream? Like, what's the rule? The guy, as soon as she retired, what's the rule? I thought they gave you free ice cream. Did you get free ice cream? Hey, listen, people could have asked for a refund. They wouldn't have gotten it because the schedule for for yesterday was the women's singles final followed by the women's doubles final. So that wasn't... I mean, that, the doubles final went on in, in complete terrible match anyway, and so you couldn't get a refund. However, in Montreal at the Rogers Cup, Le Coupe Roger, um, on the Friday night they had rain, and they wiped out the entire session. So if you had tickets for the evening session on Friday in Montreal, you got a refund because there were no matches played in that session. Uh, I believe there's like a, it has to go 50 minutes or something. Like the, all the events have to go Ridiculous. like a certain length of time and then you're not entitled to a refund. So here's the deal. So Serena Williams knew all about this. She knew and she took full advantage yesterday. So she ruined the day for Bianca and about 8,000 fans who showed up at the Rogers Cup and I don't know, a million, two million viewers, however many viewers they would have had on TV anticipating a riveting final between the greatest of all time and an up-and-comer who, who grew up around the corner who's going to be maybe the next Serena Williams. Like, she plays like Serena used to play when she wanted to play before she had won any of her majors or only a couple of them. That's the way Bianca is. This kid's a fighter. And to take away from... Look, if the tournament would have ended uh, on Saturday with her beating Kennan in that thrilling, even though it was a two-setter, that thrilling tiebreak, if that would have ended the tournament and she would have been crowned champion right there, we would be be over the moon. Look at how fast she beats all these top 10 players. She's 7-0 against top 10 players. The girl misses two months of action. I mean, how many people expected her to not just to get to the final, but to win? She was fantastic. But so what Serena did yesterday took away from all of that, all of it. And I just, it just ugh, because she has this history of kind of going, I'm not going to give my opponent the satisfaction of beating me on championship point. I'm going to make it so that, like, look at, look at uh, Naomi Osaka, uh, Osaka last year in the U.S. Open. I mean, right. The poor girl wins her first major and it's all about Serena and Serena quitting and Serena yelling at the umpire and it's all about, it's just horrible. So I feel, I feel bad. I think Bianca was fantastic. Not just playing. I mean, this leg is wrapped. That leg is wrapped. She looked like she was going to die. Medical treatments and, you know, timeouts and everything and still, and grinding and grinding and grinding away. And here's Serena who looked to be fine, had 178 kilometer an hour serve 
uh, like two minutes before she quit, didn't didn't bother to say, like, didn't say, you know what? I'd like to take a five minute medical timeout. I've got back spasms. Right. Quell the crowd. You know, okay, Serena's going for, oh, I think she's okay. She goes for her five minutes. She gets some treatment. She comes back. She tries to play. And then if she can't go, okay. But instead she just looked up and said, no, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to take my ball. I'm going to go home. And I just, I, there was left to such a bad taste. And everyone was shocked there. Shocked. Bianca should have had her moment in the sun. We were all there. We were nervous. We were excited. We wanted to see Bianca beat Serena, pump her fist on championship point, hoist the Rogers Cup trophy in front of the hometown crowd. Job well done. Instead, what did we get? We, I was shocked. I was, I was pissed. Everybody, people were pissed. May I ask what you uh, paid for your ticket? No, you can't. Okay? More than I wanted to <laughs> That's pay. That's my number one question. More than I wanted to pay. And along the way, of course, hoping, hoping like hope that Serena and Bianca would be in the final, the dream final. So I'm thinking about this from, I don't know, from the, from the third round on. Wouldn't that be great? I got tickets for Sunday. Good seats, man. And this could be fantastic. Witness history. You got it. So Although that's theor- what, theoretically, you did witness history. Right. <laughs> so, you know, what did we get? We got, we got uh, Serena pulling a Roberto Duran. We, uh, you know, pulling a Michael Johnson. When he couldn't, you know, he knew he couldn't beat Donovan Bailey, so he pulled up lame. And, there's, and that's that thing. It's like, look, if you're going to compete... And you're going to lose, lose graciously. Like, give it your best shot, you know? Even if she, I hate to say this, even if Serena would have stayed out there and tanked, do you know what I mean? Like, tried, kind of tried, but, you know, didn't, you know, didn't want to hurt herself so badly that she couldn't compete in the U.S. Open. Oh, that's right, Mike. The Rogers Cup is not a major. Nope. Right? The Rogers Cup is like, uh, I, could, I could go, I could not go. I could go to Cincinnati next week, I could not go. Here's the irony is Bianca and Rafael Nadell have withdrawn from Cincinnati this week to get ready for the U.S. Open. But Serena's going to play in Cincinnati because their back spasms go away. Oh, 24, 36 hours, I'll be just fine. So if you knew that you had these back spasms, number one, you refuse medical treatment on the court. Like, you know, lie down like somebody does for five minutes and let the massage therapist come out. Go into the locker room like Bianca did, like Kenan did, like all these players do for five minutes. Get your thigh wrapped or your back wrapped or whatever it is. Do that. Or if you knew the night before, like she said, I didn't sleep the night before. If you knew... You pick up the phone, you call the tournament organizer, and you say, I can't go. And then the tournament organizer has some type of contingency plan whereby they go to Buskova, the girl that Serena beat in the semifinals. And they say, look, we know that you lost in the semifinals, but you're going to play in the final against An exhibition. Bianca. No. You no. can't do that. Why not? That can't, can't possibly why? be allowed. Why not? Here's why. I'll tell you why. Um, uh, Bianca has to play someone in the final. You sold all these tickets. Right? right. What happens is, is that Buskova had already lost in the semifinals. So she's not going to get any more money. Like Serena gets her money, but Buskova can't get any more money. She'd already been eliminated by Serena. But if Serena can't go, it's sort of like the understudy thing. Like what you sold all these tickets. But it would have to be an exhibition. No, absolutely not. Okay. If, if this girl can, can beat Andrescu, you think Andrescu is going to say, oh, she didn't beat me fair and square because she had already lost to Serena. You can't play Serena. Serena's not available to play. What do you tell the public? What do you say to the public? Tell me. You're a, sick, you're a ticket holder. Do you want to see a match? Do you want to see an intense match? You say, the winner of this match wins the Rogers Cup. But, you, you mean, I know you want to see some com- com- competition, of course, but if you just step back for a minute and realize you can't possibly have integrity if the person who lost the semifinal was still able to win this cup. Integrity? Yeah, the tournament's integrity. Is that right? So you're yeah. telling me that any of these tournaments that where you've got, it's, a, it's a, a double knockout thing. So you've lost, but you get a chance to win going the other way. Yeah, but way. those rules are stated before you begin play. You so, can't. so tennis needs to change the rules. 
They need to change the rules to avoid this because had Serena known that she could have uh, bowed out the night before and that there would have been a replacement, and a good replacement too. That was a pretty good match between her and Buzkova. And you say to Buzkova, look, you've already lost, so that, you know, you've, you, the money that you've earned uh, to, to have reached the semifinals, that's yours. You're not going to get any more money. But you now have an opportunity here because Serena, the girl that beat you, can't go to play for the championship. Right. You think Bianca's going to go, oh, no, 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 no. I want Serena. Okay, well, but Serena what about this instance where uh, Serena went 19 minutes and then she whiffed you? In that instance, in your mind, like at that point, do you reset and have a, you know, that's too yeah. late, right? You call Buskova, who hasn't <laughs> left for the airport yet. I think yet. you lost your marbles. Oh, I, uh, really? You do, eh? Yeah. So you tell me, you tell me what you would have done. I don't you tell I me think what that's tennis sport. should do. I think you tell uh, me what tennis should do yeah. if players are allowed to withdraw, okay? Now remember this, if she withdraws the night before and there's no replacement, everybody gets a no one gets a refund anyway. So now you're really pissed because you got to show up and we're very sorry Serena Williams couldn't make it. So here's the trophy for Bianca, which is weird anyway. Right. Here we're handing you the trophy. There's no elation. You see the the woman never got an uh, uh, no one there was no feeling of elation, which normally is what happens when you have a championship match. On championship point, the winner feels elation. The crowd that's following her feels elation. We've won. We've done it. Championship right. point. Throw the racket up. Kiss the ground. It's all, it's organic as it comes. But in this case, it was like, Hello? Yeah. Uh, yes. I just want to let you know you've won the Rogers Cup. Oh, uh, I, what happened to Serena? Oh, geez. Now Bianca's like, well, what do I do now? Do I just sit here? Do I go over to Serena? Do I feel bad for her? Do I give her a kiss, a hug? And here she's kneeling before Serena, who's crying. Right. And before you think that this has a, is a gender-based argument, forget it. I already mentioned to you that Milos Raonic withdrew, has withdrawn more times than anybody I can tell you that Andre Agassi pissed me off many years ago when he withdrew from an event in Toronto one year and was seen uh, sitting poolside in Florida. Well, at least he wasn't like water skiing. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, the Kelly Gruber one. Right. But what I'm saying to you is this isn't exclusive to women, and I don't want to make it seem as if uh, you know women's tennis is in trouble. This happens more than it should, and there has to be some type of a rule in tennis whereby if people are anticipating, especially the final, and that final doesn't go, one of the participants was, you know, was told, oh, listen, I had a bad night. Say, look, give it a try, Serena. You know, give us four games. Give us 16 minutes or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, 19, I think. I think it was 16 according okay. to the New York Times. 16. But th that's not my point. <laughs> my point is, is that you have to treat your audience, your fans, your fan base with respect. And if you're not going to respect your fan base and you're going to have people like this that can get away with it, Without, look, you can't find Serena for this. She can do whatever the hell she wants. She's the GOAT. But if, but if there's a situation where she can't go, you're going to tell me? I mean, look, I would have loved to seen Buskova play Andreescu for the championship. No, Buskova and if Andrea, lost. And if, Andrea, and if Andreescu beats her, she wins fair and square. More fair and square than if she plays four games and breaks Serena once. Hell, here's the championship. You're supposed to win two sets out of three. She won three games out of four. What's that? Okay, we're all sitting there going, uh, what's next? Like, everyone was like, okay, what happens now? Okay, what, let me be devil's advocate now? for a moment. Well, first of all, for, what do you mean, what do you mean for, a moment? for Buskova, uh, she lost fair and square in the semis. She's done. End of story. Mm -mm. No chance at, at getting this cup. You're done. This is just how it has to be. Yeah. Now, <laughs> but, but the person that beat you can't go. So then what? Uh, that's buyer beware type. Uh, oh, please. Luck of the draw. Oh, stuff, I you know? see. So what happens is before I bought my tickets for the final, I should go, jeez. Can I call Serena up and see if she's okay, if she's going to go in the final? 
Like, how about that? That's like calling the weatherman saying, look, I've got this party planned for Saturday yeah. afternoon. You said it was going to be sunny. What, risk, what if it yeah. rains? Do I get my money back? That's not like that at all. There's no contingency plan here, and there has to be for tennis. And in fact, Mike, in yeah. fact, there is a rule that is similar to this, and I believe it's the Australian Open, but I believe it's only in the first round or two, where if you were to lose... And, and you couldn't, con- if you were to win and you couldn't continue because of injury, yeah. they would bring in a qualifier who didn't make the main draw to take your place. So, what, a qualifier, wait, you didn't qualify and now you've qualified. Why? You've qualified because someone was injured. In the in, first two rounds. In, that's only in the first two, uh, round or two, I think. But still, they're trying it. Now, in golf, for example, if somebody withdraws, injury or not, prior to the start of a tournament, they take the first person in the, on the waiting list. That didn't qualify, okay? The second right. best qualifier. To begin the first day. To, 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 right. to, is now in the tournament. Right, but once you start that first day, they no one can join. Okay. No more All joiners. Right. So, as so yeah, we're talking about the finals here. But again, okay. look at it from the fan standpoint. If you ask people, say, would you rather see Bianca play uh, Buskova, who lost to Serena, or would you rather see her play Serena, who's hobbled and is, is going to quit? Would you rather see her play Serena for three games, but you know Serena's going to quit? because she doesn't want to go on, because she doesn't have to go on, because she's allowed to withdraw because of an injury. And this is the same girl who, I mean, she had a serve of 178 kilometers an hour two minutes before she retired. Now, I'm, you know... Serena. Yeah, whereas Bianca looks like the walking dead out there for five rounds of tennis, still comes out there and kicks the snot out of her opponent. Refuses to give up. Refuses to give up. How much of this is uh, Serena's reputation preceding her? Like, because we don't actually know that she was, you know, being overly dramatic or what's it called when you malinger your symptoms. Mm-hmm. I think that's the term. Okay. Uh, like, theoretically, she could have aggravated her back and realized after four games she simply cannot compete. She's hurt. But she said that the night before. She said afterwards, she goes, oh, I knew the night before. She knew that but maybe I, she, she thought said, I didn't she sleep the play night before. It, and then she realized early, like within the first 15 minutes, that All she right. can't play through it. If that's the case, Mike, and it's you, and after four games, you're like, I can't go on. And the official says, Mike, go, you, you're allowed a five-minute medical timeout. Go with the trainer for five minutes. Do us a favor, Mike, because you got all these fans here. And we've taken the TV network. They even put the Rogers Cup on all the Sportsnet channels and moved the Jays game to Sportsnet 1, which you don't get. Right. You won't pay the premium for it. Right. So now you're forced to watch the Rogers Cup, even if you wanted to watch the Jays-Yankees, which I'll that, get to in a minute. True. Because Rogers has thrown all of its, everything into this pot. They've, right. they've thrown all their marbles in. They're, they're going to a big all, audience, a big they're crowd. They're all in. Yeah. They're giddy. Yeah. I, I didn't watch the TV coverage because I was there, but okay. they're giddy. They're like, oh, this is a dream matchup. Yeah. Sunday afternoon. It was afternoon. like an hour pregame show. Sunday afternoon. Canada's queen. Andrew, a year ago, she was ranked in the, outside the top 200 against Serena. This is You couldn't dream up a better match than this. This is fantastic. Yes. I'm telling you, man, people were there early on the grounds. I mean, it was exciting. Like a heavyweight championship fight. It was a big deal. And the hometown girl and everything. And by the way, did I not tell you she was from Thornhill? And you're going, no, no, she's from Mississauga. But she's from months, Mississauga. Months she's ago, living in Thornhill. Did I not tell you months ago on the show, back on episode, I think it was episode 108, where I said to you, Mike, she's yeah. from Thornhill. And you're, no, no, Mississauga. You got your stuff. She, she lives in Thornhill now. She lives in Thornhill. She's from Mississauga. She's from Romania. But anyway. That's she's not from the, Mississauga. The point, the point of the matter is, is that you, couldn't, you could not draw up a better matchup. 
after all that had happened, Canadians playing Canadians, playing Canadians, playing Canadians, that is another thing too, right? Milo saying to Felix, that's it after he says, I don't want to play anymore. Okay, you, you're through. Right. Walkovers all over the place. Monfils can't play Friday night in Montreal. He wins Saturday afternoon, okay, in the, semi, in the quarterfinals. And then, and then he's got it two hours later, he's supposed to play Nadal. And he goes, I, I can't, I'm withdrawing. I can't do it. I just went, uh, you know. Yeah, he, but they're all thinking U.S. Open. Like, majors are everything, right? So the, this, this tournament's not that important to us, Serena, Williams. Then, or, then, uh, then don't enter the tournament. But, but my point is this. At least, at least make it look like you're trying. At least say, okay, I'll take the five-minute medical. Like, at least appease us as fans. Here's the way I would have th- done it. She's, yeah. uh, look, I've had back spasms before. I had major back surgery before. I, I get it, Okay. I get it. I can tell you this, but before I had back surgery, I wasn't hitting the ball 178 kilometers an hour, but never mind. <laughs> so now, now you sit down and you say, I, I don't want to play anymore because you know that you can't beat this girl. Right. Whether, whether you're hurting as you say you are or not, you go, I can't beat this girl, but I'm going to deny her the satisfaction of beating me on championship point in this great event where everyone's rooting for her and nobody's rooting for me. Remember what she said after, oh, I hope some of you guys are root for me, like stuff like that. So it was it was destined to fail. But instead, make at least make it look good by saying, okay, I'll take a five-minute medical timeout and I'll see how I feel after right. the timeout. But to refuse that, you're basically thumbing your nose at the audience saying, no, no, I know my body. And I know that five-minute treatment isn't going to help. Oh, you know that? And then she goes on to say, usually within 24, 36, 48 hours, the back spasms are gone. So I know my body, she goes. I know it, and I know that a five-minute treatment... Well, you know what? Pretend. Lie to us. Lie lie to us. Take the five-minute medical treatment. Come out. Play one more game, right? And then go... I tried, I can't. You, at least you'll gain the respect of some of us to go, well, at least she gave it her best shot. But not four games in, you miss a couple of, you know, you double fault a couple of times, you miss an easy overhead, and then you decide, I don't want to go on anymore. And then the worst part of it is, Mike, she's sitting there while they take down the net, they bring, they, they got to hustle everybody, go, psst, psst, the, the match is over. What do you mean the match is over? We're not ready. You better get ready. So they got to they corral all the dignitaries, they got to get the trophy, they got to go tell the doubles players you know, who are probably taking a nap or whatever, saying, hey, you better get ready because you're on court in about a half an hour. Right. They got to go through this whole shamazel with Serena sitting there, awkwardly, looking awkwardly, crying, all right? And now Bianca has got to pretend that she's accepting this trophy and all these accolades after winning a match, after winning on championship point and go, yeah, Canada! And all the, instead, she's got, to, she's got to drum up this emotion, this, this sort of false emotion. Like, yeah, that does suck. Please, 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 please pose for the cameras like you've just won the Rogers Cup. Because that's what it was. Pretend right. you've just won the Rogers Cup. Well, you Cup. did win the Rogers no, Cup. No, no. She didn't win the Rogers Cup. See, that's my point. She didn't. Serena gave it to her. Serena said, here you go. You don't have to win it. I'll give it to you. Right. That's the difference, Mike. That's the difference. The difference is, and any athlete will tell you, I'll guarantee you this right now. If I'm Bianca Andreescu, she's going, how do I play? How do I get a chance to play Serena Williams in a match and beat her? Like legit beat her. Like beat her on championship point. How does that occur? Uh, Bianca has pulled out of Cincinnati, but I'm thinking if she would have gone to Cincinnati and she runs into Serena, and remember, they had never played or even really met before. The first time they did was on the changeover after the third game where uh, Bianca walked by Serena, you know, you walk past each other, and and kind of like, you know, she had this moment where, like, this is my idol, and I'm playing her in the championship final. You know, that, imagine as a little girl watching and going, boy, I wonder what, what would happen if I ever got to play Serena. The same way Naomi Osaka did the same thing last year in the U.S. Open. And what happened? Serena ruined it for her. And remember a few years ago, Serena got kicked out of her match against Kim Kleisters. Of course. For threatening the, 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 the ball, uh, the, sorry, the line judge. 
threatening to kick her teeth down her throat or shove this ball down her throat. So she has a history of this. And as well, and thanks to my friend Michael Tobe, who went back and said that the only other time Serena has ever lost in a Rogers Cup final, she withdrew from that as well against uh, Martina Hingis. Down 3-love in the third set. Oh, that's it. Quit. So she's a quitter. So she's the greatest of all time, but she's also the greatest quitter of all time. She's the quote. Not the goat, but the she's the greatest quitter of all time because right. she quits at, you know, at, you know, in those, like I said, Michael Johnson, Roberto Duran, in situations where you just don't quit. The greats wouldn't quit. Roger Federer wouldn't quit in those cases. He Are you had, calling Serena a quitter? A chicken. I'm calling, yeah, yeah. Because, because that's what uh, she's Donovan afraid, Bailey she's called afra- Michael Johnson. She's afraid to, she's afraid, but not only that, to deny someone the opportunity to say, I beat Serena Williams on championship point to do that like two years in a row or three years out of the last four to, to take that away really is distasteful to me because a true sportsman or sportswoman would play their best and give credit to someone for beating them. Yep. But once you know that you can't beat someone to quit, say I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. It's just is very unsportsmanlike. The last major, unless your leg was falling off, and it didn't seem to me like her leg. Take some treatment. At least take the treat, Serena. At least take the treatment, and then after you took the treatment, if your back is still bothering you, then you can say I gave it my best. But she didn't give it her best. Was it the last major final where uh, Serena lost in like fifty six minutes? Was that am yeah, I, yeah at Wimbledon? So she finished that one. Yeah, but the thing, well, the thing is, she's been she has not played well. She's lost a couple of major finals, all right. But 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 she finished at least, yeah. Yeah. Like like, what if she would have done this at Wimbledon? That, that's it. I'm you know I'm going. I mean, so you deny the, the the winner the opportunity to actually win a full match and at her home uh, home right. court. It's got to be an empty feeling for Bianca, and yeah. I thought she handled it beautifully. Yeah. Although there was well, there was one where there was one where she climbed up on the umpire's chair. I don't know if you saw this on television. No, I missed it. But part of the post-game stuff was all the photographers come running and they have pictures of her holding up the trophy and all that. And she grabs it, or someone gives her a Canadian flag, and then she runs and then she gets on top of the umpire's chair with the trophy, which was weird. It was odd. It was almost like, I don't know, what, what do I do with this trophy now? I didn't, did I, win, did I really win this? Or did they kind of go, oh, okay, yeah, Bianca, I guess you get the trophy because Serena doesn't want to play anymore. Well, she won, I know that you like to play of the words here, but she won the Rogers Cup. This weekend, she like she's the winner. Her name gets engraved on whatever, and she goes in the record books as the winner of the Rogers Cup. She gets the money. She gets the accolades. It's just an emptier win than it would have been if she had won because Serena competed hard for yeah. the entire match. But I want to hear. So, Hebsy, I know you don't want to tell us what you paid for the ticket. Oh. Over two hundred dollars. Why? Why do you do this? <laughs> I'm curious. Why do this? I'm curious. The ticket, you can, you can write the, it the off because were, it's a business. The expense. tickets were not cheap. The tickets were not cheap. Did I get my money's worth? No. No. Would I do it again? No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it again because of the fear that I'm not going to get the match that I hoped I would get, especially in this case. But if it was a different finalist, not Serena, you would do it again. Like if it was Andrescu versus somebody else. What if it's Osaka? Uh, it's hard to say. I, I Probably not. Probably not. It's left a bad taste in my mouth because, because the rules allow for this to happen. And unless there's a contingency plan where it's like, look, this person can't go, the understudy, you know, the understudy, the person sure. that, that would best represent, you know, it's like, it's like at a beauty pageant or whatever. Well, and if the winner cannot, uh, you know, uh, meet their commitments, the first runner up will represent Miss America or whatever. In this case here, the first runner up would have been the woman that lost to Serena. She would be the first runner up, the first most likely one. Okay? I don't think this idea will fly even for a half a second, but I do love your then passion. You, then you give me, give me, you give me an example. You tell me. 
what would you if you went and spent what I spent more mm-hmm. than you wanted to? Right. What what would you come up with as far as a solution so that this could not happen again? So that at least the paying customers and the TV audience would get. A, a competitive match and and the winner would have to actually beat the other player in two sets or th- in three sets what tell me what you would suggest i'm i'm listening i believe what this is called is an assumed risk you gambled a little with that assumed risk and the, unfortunately this time you lost and you tell me any other sport where this exists boxing how same thing like uh let's... tell me you tell me who the boxer was tell me the guy who got into the ring and said i don't want to fight I'm sure a couple of guys fighting against Iron Mike had this. Uh, no, 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 no. They went okay. down legitimately. Okay. Mike, look, that's just my point is they, they got in there. They got their asses kicked for 90 seconds, but they at least they, 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 they hung in there. Maybe UFC is this probably happening. That's not a sport. Okay. Uh, but it is a sport. That's it. not predetermined outcome. Listen, that's a sport. Look, look, you know as well as I do what I'm talking about. This happens far too often. There's many instances where players withdraw. There's no question. They don't have to have a doctor's note. You're right. This There's is no like doctor's if doctor's uh, note. The guy says, or the girl says, I, I'm not playing anymore. And then a tournament officials go, uh, okay, you're the winner. Uh, congr- like, you know, congratulations. But come, that's come the on rules. But that sucks. Don't you agree that that's, that it, sucks? No, it's, it sucks. Don't you agree that, that, that It sucks. Yeah. Don't you agree that those rules are, are, are. But that's the only way it can be. Like, I'm, my argument the, is there's no alternative. There this is, is an alternative. I just gave you the I know, alternative. I don't the alternative think that works. is have a championship match. Okay. How about this? Have a championship match. And even the, the girl, even Buzkova, even the one that lost to Serena, say to her, okay, you, you've already lost in the semifinals, right? We're going to let you so play. Yeah. And we want you to play your best. But uh, you're down two sets to love to start. I think I think you've. Uh, How about that? I, I just think this. But is th- think p- about it from the crowd standpoint. Easy. I want to see a match between right, two well. players who are competitive and want to beat the hell out of each other. That's what I want to see. And if and if and if Andreescu says I'm okay with that, and the crowd says I'm okay with that, then let them play, and show me a great match. Before I find out if you're okay with the Blue Jays sitting Vladdy again on a premium Sunday game against the Yankees. Before I find out, I need to know about your uh, commute to the Rogers Cup. Like, So before this <sighs> match begins, yeah. how was your experience? Well, first of all, the TTC, the Toronto Transit Commission, in their infinite wisdom, on maybe the busiest Sunday of sports in Toronto for some time, you've got the Jays game going on against the Yankees at the Dome. You've got SummerSlam which is a wrestling event. And it's a big one for wrestling And fans. a huge one at the Rogers, uh, the, at the Scotiabank Arena. You've got Taste of the Danforth going on at the Danforth. You know, I mean, even though that's the East-West subway, the number two line still, uh, and you've got the Rogers Cup, which they're saying, you know, take the subway, take the TTC. Well, what they did was the TTC closed uh, the Young University line from St. Clair West, which is on the line going towards Pioneer Village, which is where the York University, the tennis center is, the Aviva. Right, Black Creek. Pioneer and they close all the way to King Street. So that entire Young University line, the university portion of it, for example, all the way past Union to King, closed. Closed. So the only way you could use the subway was you'd have to get on from the southernmost point at King Street, travel north, and then you still couldn't get to the Roger to the uh, Aviva Center for tennis because you'd have to take the number two line and and the number two line stops at Spadina or St. George, and there's no way to get up that line because it's closed from there to St. Clair West. You would have to get yourself to St. Clair West 
or Downsview Park or Wilson or Yorkdale or any of those places, like drive there and then take this up. Ridiculous. Why were they closed? Like maintenance or something? What, or? do I work for the TTC? <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, on the busiest day, look, when I, and I went downtown, when I got off at the King State, you wouldn't believe the number of people standing there. I don't know how long they've been waiting for because they couldn't get back on the train at Union because that's where you would normally get on or St. Andrews or something for the Jays game. Right. There was no subway service. Wow. None at all. So, so that, it was buses? They had the... Uh, yeah, the shuttle. And of course, okay. shuttle bus makes no sense in the city of Toronto because you're running along a surface where there's so much traffic anyway, you're not right. going to move. I could walk faster than those cars can drive <laughs> than, than the buses could go on Young Street or on... You know, I, I could. It's just, it was just awful. So that was the, go, the, the lead up to it. So it was just all in all, it was a, it was a shitty day. And I blame Serena and I blame <laughs> Tennis Canada and I blame yeah. tennis in itself for don't let this happen again. Give us a warning next time. Put a little asterisk on the ticket saying... Uh, subject to the availability of the champion. I believe that's already on the back of the ticket somewhere. Yeah. You know, buyer, but your buyer beware. <laughs> and you know what? All of your friends who said, oh, I was going to pay this money for it and I didn't. Smart. They were smart. I was dumb. I was just dumb because this to me was a farce. But look at the content it gave you this for uh, Hebsy on Sports. Okay. <laughs> so listen, you know, here's what I say. Whoever loses in the semifinal, pay them to stick around for another day in case there's an injury to the finalist and allow them to play the next day. And if you want to put some kind of a handicap on it, do. But think of the crowds. Think of the people that are there to watch great tennis. And think more than anything else of you want to see, and Andreescu was the champion, no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. If you stopped it at where she won her semifinal match, we would go, wow, she won five straight matches. She deserves to win this. And it's all kind of tainted because of the way that she was handed the victory. Nobody wants to win that way. Mm -hmm. they, she didn't win. Serena gave it to her. Serena lost. There's a difference. She didn't win it. She didn't earn it. She did up till that point, but she didn't earn it that day when it mattered the most to her, where she could say, I beat Serena Williams in straight sets, as opposed to, oh yeah, Serena gave me the title. She said, here you go. I don't want to play anymore. I just, I didn't like that at all. Because you know what? I look at it this way. You're, you're, this was a fraud perpetuated on the, 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 the buying public, the viewing public. It was a fraud. Is there a class action Serena, lawsuit? Serena knew the, the night before. Future. Serena knew the night before. You know, she knew. But she also knew that if she withdraws the night before, and it's been done, that, man, now the, now the television coverage and the whole thing like that and the buildup is all done. They, 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 they take the signs down. They take the pictures of Serena down, and they say, she's not playing. If they did that the night before. But instead, she knew the night before that she couldn't go. There was no contingency plan. She, they go, Serena, you, you got it. You can't just, you got to come out. And she's like, I can't. I got back spasms. She comes out. She gives it a good go. It looked for four games, whacked the ball around, and then said, uh, okay, I've, that's enough. I've done my, put my 16 minutes in or my 19 minutes in. It did seem rather sudden. I don't like, want to play. Yeah, yeah, rather sudden. Like she wasn't even looking no. like she was in whereas, whereas Bianca, tell me, in all honesty, if Bianca would have at any time during that tournament, she would have withdrawn. Would you have felt bad? You would have gone, the poor girl is suffering. She's just coming back from a shoulder injury. She looks dead out there. After every point, she had to drag herself back. I mean, really. So if she would have said, I can't go anymore, we would have felt sympathy for her because she looked like she was like the walking dead. So we would have gone, oh, geez, I, I, can't, I can't continue. In fact, some people said, I can't believe she's continuing. In, I think it was the quarterfinal match where they said, wow, look at her, man. What guts? Like, I, I wouldn't be able to like, you know, if I was injured that severely, groin injury, I would not be able to continue. But look at her. She's a, she's a tiger out there. She's fine. And then the opposite of Serena, who looked just fine, you know. And then all of a sudden, no, nope, I don't want to play anymore. And I don't want to take any treatment. I know my body. I don't want to take any treatment. So this, this is what it's like. You're, you're, it's a big tease. 
big tease and denial. Okay. Um, you're excited. You're, you're, you're aroused, not sexually aroused. You're aroused. You're, you know, you, you're, you're up for this and you're anticipating a big finish, a climax and wow. You sure this is not sexual? Nothing. <laughs> no happy ending. No happy ending. For anybody, no, no money, and, no money shot, and you wasted your time and money. That's right, no, <laughs> no money shot. I want my money back. Can I get my money back? Uh, this from John Horn on Twitter, tennis expert. Serena Williams has withdrawn or retired from five of thirteen tournaments she's played since the start of twenty eighteen. Uh, this year, of course, against uh, Andrescu, back upper back problem. Uh, in Rome against Venus Williams, knee problem, withdrew. Uh, in uh, Miami against uh, Wang, um, Wang, a knee. Um, so she withdrew there against Mukharutha, uh, at the French open. She retired with a viral infection and against Sharapova, um, in the 18, uh, French open with a, um, uh, a peck, a muscle injury. So that's five different injuries, five withdrawals. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about withdrawing prior to the, the tournament, which he's done many times, which a lot of players do, which they just did, you know, just, um, um, Bianca and uh, Nadal both with, have withdrawn from Cincinnati. Yeah. You know, fatigue and you just, you know, hard fought And matches. that major being the next. That's understandable. And, yeah. and then you want to be ready for the U.S. Open. But so, so Serena has a history. And besides those five, what about U.S. Open last year with Osaka where she, she basically, you know, melted down, right? And, and then the year before that or two years before that against Kim Kleisters in the semifinals where she threatened the line judge. So this is her M.O. And it's wrong and I don't like it at all. Uh, and, and all these withdrawals. So they've got to, tennis has got to find a way to stop this. They've got to find a way. If, if it's going to happen, then you've got to find a way because the matches should go on because you should have to earn the championship by beating somebody, even if it's a robot, even if they pulled Tracy Austin out of the crowd, out of the broadcast booth. I was going to say, Tracy, what's Venus doing? Well, here's another thing. <laughs> if you've got a contingency plan, if, if, if there's no final, why not a Legends event? Why not something for the crowd? I would have been more than happy to see uh, you know, Patricia, he played Tracy Austin for 45 minutes and have some fun. Come on. See, now you're talking exhibition matches. Uh, thank you, Mike. Thank you. So now had, you're talking. Now I I'm to, on board. I had to come up with that. You didn't come. I <laughs> well, come you didn't that. want it to be exhibition. Look, women's tennis is I in trouble. I think I won you over. And women's tennis is in trouble, okay? And I don't want to get into the gender thing, but I'm going to. The crowds for women's tennis aren't nearly as big as they are for men. Do you know, Mike, that mm -hmm. at the Aviva Center, uh, the capacity is 8,000 for the women. Do you know that next year when the men come, they add 6,000 seats. You know that, eh? They add, uh, they not, add, not shocked by this. But you know that. The Aviva Center adds 6,000 okay. seats. They add a, a, a complete upper bowl, panels, so that they can accommodate 14,000 fans because that's when the men come, there uh, is a bigger demand for tickets. Now, I'm not saying that the man, I'm not saying this would never happen with a man, that well, a man... The same is true for golf, right? This is, this is not... The shocking that well golf they don't add bleachers or anything no no like no that. no but uh, the the demand for tickets to see the top men golfers is right. much higher than to see the top right. women golfers. so women's tennis is in trouble this doesn't help okay um, and what they need more than anything is they need honesty and they need transparency and they need to grow their fan base and they're not going to do it when players like Serena are allowed to screw things up if you're really hurt and you can't sleep the night before call the officials and withdraw give them a chance to find a replacement or some event that will take place um, that will. Make the audience feel as if they got some of their money's worth. But don't come out and play four games and realize you're not going to win and then ruin the day for everybody. I've lost a lot of respect for Serena. Having said that, I think Bianca handled it beautifully, although it was weird. It was just weird seeing her parade around with a trophy that had she won in a three-set thriller would have been much, much better. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about that. 
Uh, so uh, Bianca's not going to go, and Rafa Nadal, who won uh, at uh, Montreal and, and like won easily, like in three sets over Danil, or two sets over Daniil Medvedev, like six three six love. Forty minutes on tennis. Good Man, for you, buddy. This, this was great. Um, there you go. So that's that's <laughs> that's the story with tennis, uh, and um, I, don't, I don't like Serena anymore. <laughs> The Blue Jays lost one nothing to the Yankees before 27,000 fans at the Dome. Did they start Flatty Guerrero Jr.? No. Could they have used him? Yes. They waited till the ninth inning with nobody out and a runner on before using him as a pinch hitter in one of the great at-bats I've seen in a long time. This was against Aroldis Chapman, who throws 100 miles an hour and occasionally beats his wife. I still don't like the fact that Aroldis Chapman has kind of got off scot-free. But he's one of these guys who, you know, I guess uh, if you're making enough money and you're a good enough baseball player... You know, and uh, you've got a good PR team. You can kind of get away with this stuff. But anyway, Roldis throws 100, 102 miles an hour. He throws 12 pitches to Vladdy in the at-bat. Seven of them are fouled off. Okay? Fabulous. Man on. one nothing deficit. Yankees trying to hold on in the ninth inning with the closer of all closers. And finally, he gets Vladdy into a 6-4-3 double play. But the but, but, but question is this. Why, why didn't Vladdy start? Like, why? Why? Against the Yankees on a Sunday, premium ticket. Why do you sit this guy? Like, did they not get the memo from earlier this year, from Victoria Day? Did they not understand that, you know, hey, rest him on a Tuesday against uh, Texas. Not as big a deal. Rest him on the road. But to have a full rest, like, DH the guy. And didn't he have a rest day, like, super recently? Yeah. Like, a few games ago. And did you see the tweet? I saw, so down goes Brown. He lives in Ottawa area or something. And he's, he's tweeted about how... The one game of the year, they bought the premium tickets for the whole family yep. to make the trip. Trick, trip. Sorry, and then he he was upset as well that uh, Vladdy was a healthy scratch. Essentially, essentially, <laughs> that's right. He was a healthy scratch. He had a rest day, so the rest day against the Yankees on a Sunday. And there was a like that was a three o'clock start on the sat on the Saturday. Yeah. So it's not like this was a day game after a night. But game. he's twenty years old. And yeah, I and mean, he, if, what's what's with all the healthy? Like Cal Ripken played how many consecutive games? I those, mean, those days are long gone. No, but I mean, just to DH, Vladdy, we don't want you playing the field. I mean, go up to bat four times. Right. I mean, how, come on. And he doesn't come up till the ninth inning. So, so again, is this the coach decision or does this come from well, uh, higher? Well, um, again, did somebody not tell Charlie Montoyo? Did they not look at the schedule and go, Charlie, maybe you want to wait till. But the, he knows Sundays maybe, are Sundays. But maybe you want to wait until the Texas game where, you know, maybe we might get 18,000 fans, you know? Uh, as opposed to the Yankee game, which are premium seats, which, you know, people are, you know, they're, they're making their holidays, uh, they're um, planning their holidays around seeing the Jays-Yankees on a Sunday. Wouldn't you want to have your best lineup out there, the people whose, jer- I mean, all those Vladdy jerseys, like, think about that. Yeah. There, there's a few hundred Vladdy jerseys in the audience. You know, they're there to see Vladdy play. At least even, he got in the game. At even, least. Even if he comes to, as a DH and doesn't play in the field. Because on Victoria Day, he didn't get a, yeah. a bat. No, not at all. Um, attendance yesterday, 27,000. Saturday, 34,000. Friday, 25,700. And 34,000 on Thursday. Wow. Now, and I haven't added them up, but I mean, a few years ago, they drew 156,000 for a four-game series against the Yankees. You know, almost 40,000 a game. And here, 27,000 on a Sunday? Really? 25,700 on a Friday night? Even 34 on a Saturday? I think that, oh. 34,000, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. So where were those other 6,000 or 8,000 fans that might normally come on a, on a Saturday afternoon to see the Jays play? Well, they've got other things to do. They're probably at the Rogers Cup 
hoping to see. They were at the Taste of the Danforth. Or the Taste of Danforth or something, <laughs> okay? Uh, I got to point out here that, uh, and uh, look, the Jays, listen, even losing one nothing, it was a thrilling game. It was a very exciting game. I did watch Jays in 30 a few times. Uh, Trent Thornton looked good. I mean, you know, the, you know, the Jays He's gave the, ace, the, you know? the, the Jays gave the Yankees all they can handle. And you would think, if you didn't know any better, that the Jays were like actually in a, in a pennant race, in a, in a wild card race, of which they're not. But the rest of baseball, because, you know, we're transfixed. I'm transfixed on the Jays. A lot of people are. But the rest of baseball is exciting as hell. For a while there, it didn't look that exciting. But now that you're into, you know, the middle of August, you've got fantastic races. You've got Cleveland and Minnesota tied in the American League Central. So one of those teams is going to win the division and the other is going to likely be a wild card, but maybe not. Because you've got other teams in the wild card, you've got like in the you've got wild card teams available in the National League. Suddenly, there's a whole bunch of teams in the National League. You've got the Mets, like ever since they got Marcus Stroman, but even before that, the Mets. Right, right. You got Philadelphia. You got Milwaukee and the Cubs. You got San Francisco with Kevin Pillar leading the Giants in home runs, RBIs, doubles. Good for him. He's man. their best player. You got the Washington Nationals. You got Arizona. You got all these teams that are involved now, and that's what makes baseball great. Remember in the days when the Jays were chasing? Remember when they were in the fight 15 and 16? You know, trying to win the division, trying to get a wild card spot, all that stuff? Of course. Very, very exciting. Very exciting. Um, yeah, boy, that, that flatty at bat. You know, I watched that. I watched the on the replay, and i like, wow. Like, that's what baseball's about. Like here he fouls off another pitch, another hundred mile an hour, another hundred mile an hour fastball. The crowd's right into this. It's a real, like it's a slugfest. Right? It's like two heavyweight boxers going toe to toe. I throw my best, you foul it off. I throw my best, you foul it off. I throw my best, it's a ball. Now it's three and two, right? And you're the go ahead run, and it's the ninth inning. That was very very exciting. I enjoyed that a lot. Let's talk some golf now. Crossman's Golf and Country Club is where I play, and you should as well. Crossman'sGolf.com. I played there on Saturday with uh, my friends uh, Jeff and Susan. I mean, buddy, Rick had a great time. It was a lovely day. Fabulous force, and we all enjoyed ourselves immensely. What did, what did you want to ask me? If you, were gonna, if you even considered a little uh, periscope of uh, maybe one drive off the tee or something. No. <laughs> or even just the escarpment, you know, just the beauty. You don't even have to show an action shot just a little bit. I could do that, I guess. I could do a live periscope shot from... Even like a 20 seconds or something. I'll, I'll have to do that next time. Huh. I, I shot 88, by the way, which... I was okay. It's kind of around what I shoot. You know, I was hoping for a better score, but ah, it okay. sounds good to me. It was a beautiful day. Uh, so anyway, the PGA tour, the PGA tour is like sort of, it's not over, but you're down to the playoffs, the FedEx playoffs and the BMW championship at Medina in Illinois is uh, coming up this weekend. Last uh, yesterday was the Northern trust. So what happened was uh, the top 70 players uh, in the Northern trust, the people that made the cut on the weekend, they all get to go into the BMW championship this week. And that includes a bunch of Canadians, uh, Corey Connors, Adam Hadwin, Roger Sloan, Mackenzie Hughes. They're all into the BMW. But you've got to finish in the top 30 in the BMW championship to make it to the Tour Championship the week after that. So um, you had Patrick Reed, who won the Masters a year before last. He wins the um, Northern Trust. And you've got 70 players in the field coming up at the BMW championship. There's no cut after 36 holes. So if you play, if you're in, you're in for the entire weekend. You get to play all four rounds. And then they have these FedEx Cup points that are amassed during the regular season. And then they're, you know, in the Northern Trust. So that determined who got in. And now the top 70 from that get to play in the BMW. And the top 30 from that get to go on to the Tour Championship. And then the FedEx Cup champion is crowned then. And that was Tiger last year and all that stuff. So it's very exciting in golf. It's the golf playoffs. I like when they instituted this, I think it was back in 2007. But I like the fact that, that uh, you've got a playoff system where you earn your points during the year. And then that gets you into the playoffs. I like that. 
It should be like that at all sports. Um, the question, though, is it's similar to, I guess, hockey and basketball. Are too many players allowed in? Like, if I'm number one or I'm number seven, like, do I really want to play against some guy who's like 70th who might have a hot weekend? Might but, have a hot putter going for that particular weekend. I thought it was the top 30. It's the top 30 after, but the, the first okay. round of the playoffs, it's the, the top 125. Okay. Then it's reduced to 70, then okay. to 30. Gotcha. Right? So yeah. that's, you know, so like in hockey or basketball playoffs, you're like, hey, you got in as the 16 seed or the 8 seed, or, you know, you're the, right. you're, you're the worst of all the teams that made the playoffs. And then you end up playing, let's say, you know, you're playing uh, the, the top team and you end up uh, beating them the way, um, the way Columbus beat Tampa Bay in hockey, for example. The same thing could happen in golf. So I, I don't know if I like the idea, but I do like the fact that if you're in the top 125, you get to go to the playoffs. So you're grinding every week. You're out there trying to reach the top 125 money winners. So I guess that's okay. And we'll see what happens at the uh, BMW Championship this week where we've got four Canadians. So that's, that's cool. Want to talk a little hockey now? I knew you did. Uh, we're brought to you by Titan Blades. Get the blades that Mitch Marner and many other pros use on their skates. To skate as fast as they do, go to TitanBlades.com, T-Y-D-A-N Blades.com. Here's the latest on the Mitch Marner negotiations from a guy who knows, John Tavares. This is what John Tavares told TSN, and I quote, there's lots of restricted free agents unsigned still, a lot of guys in a similar position as him. There's still some time here. I think we all believe the right thing will happen and something will get worked out. I think that's what both sides obviously want. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer than others. Mitch is obviously an important player for our team, just the type of guy he is as well. You can really count on him. End quote. Didn't tell me anything. Nope. Not a thing. <laughs> so what does that mean? Does Tavares know something we don't? He doesn't. No, he doesn't. Does he have any inside information? Did Mitch call him and say, John, what should I do here? No, I don't think so at all. Do you have any? Do you have any inside information? I have none. There's no insider. There's not even 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 the hockey insiders won't speculate. On well, they're this. all at the cottage right yeah, now. They're basically saying, "Look, don't even talk to me about this." And I think this is one of the reasons why there's nothing going on. Even if there were negotiations, they go, "Well, but we got nobody to tell." Bob McKenzie's at the cottage, right? And and uh, Nick Kiprios is at the cottage, and Elliot Friedman's at the cottage, and they're not working. So why would we bust our balls to try to get a contract for Mitch when there's nobody to tell the story? <laughs> right. Let's wait until September. Yeah. Training camp starts in uh, make mid, a little noise. And make a little noise. You so that's it. probably what's going on. <laughs> and that's and 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 quite frankly, um, you know, I could talk hockey eleven months of the year, but I'm fine with not talking hockey in the month of August. I I'm okay with that. Right, we need a little break. And I apologize to the sponsor, Titan Blades, because I know they want to sell hockey blades in every month of the year. They're not going, okay, guys, we're going to August, we're not selling any hockey blades. Don't worry about it. Hebsy, you don't even have to talk about it on the podcast because nobody's talking hockey. Believe me, I've been to the arenas. There's lots of people playing hockey. There's lots of kids getting ready for the season. There's tryouts going on right now for the upcoming hockey season. Hockey's a 12-month-a-year thing, all right? So there's something going on there. But once, when the hockey experts are on holidays, you can dial it back a bit. Right? Because believe me, come September, before training camps even start, it's going to be crazy. Gardner's still not signed, right? Right. No, Jake Gardner hasn't signed. No, there's like there's tons of right. free agents, unrestricted as well. There's lots of guys. Everything's like paused for August. And shouldn't we'll, we'll pick it up again in, uh, after Labor Day? So shouldn't do you think they should just have a moratorium saying there uh -huh. uh, no contracts can be signed in the month of August? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> no. You got to keep it uh, keep it open, but. Uh, 
Uh, no, that, that's, that's almost as uh, bad an idea as getting the loser in the semifinal gets to play in the finals. But uh, hot take. Come up with a better idea? <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, it's great, to, it's great to put down someone's idea. I have to needle that one. But if you can come up with a better one, I'm more than willing to listen. Because as someone who went there and paid, I would have liked to have seen anything but what I saw. If they said, folks, we've just come up with an idea. We're going to pull two people out of the stands and they're going to play. For a thousand dollars, I would say, "Good, let's go." I like the free ice cream idea. <laughs> that was a good. There's a guy in front of me, basically, he's like, "Well, what happens now?" I believed you for a moment. I thought so too. I thought that you know, it was like, "Oh, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we apologize for putting you through all of this. Uh, there will be no more tennis today." <laughs> However, everybody gets a free Hagen Dazs <laughs> right. from our sponsors, which is probably worth thirty bucks at those prices. Well, they get. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't even know. All I know is, but you you get a bag full. Of, like before you even walk in, they, everybody gets a fan, like one of those handheld fans, right? Sponsored by oh, who was it? There's a, and then there's another one where you get a $1 off uh, toilet tissue because one of the sponsors is one of the paper oh, companies. Oh, Cottonelle or something. Cottonelle or something like that. So yeah. you get a you get a um, um, you get a, another fan with the little probably with, Rogers with a little no, toilet really? paper thing on it. No, 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 with a toilet paper thing on it. So it wasn't it wasn't as good a fan. So there's two different types of fans. Uh, they had little Canadian flags, which I just never understood that one. Come on, you're at the Rogers Cup. Uh, BB is playing. She's Canadian. Here's a little Canadian flag for you. Yeah. To so be patriotic, uh, you're rooting for the home home girl, but isn't that a given? Nice, no, it's, it's a little flag. It's a nothing, nothing. Uh, and what bad if I'm not that. from Canada? What if I want to root for Serena? You don't have to wave it. You can just you can, really you can pass it on to somebody. Is, else. Are we that, are, are Canadians that are, are we that unsure of ourselves that we've got? Oh, uh, I, I, I got to hold a Canadian flag so that I remember that I'm Canadian and I'm rooting for a Canadian at the Canadian Open. It's all nice and good stuff, Hebsy. Come on. All right. Um, uh, soccer started this past weekend uh, and none of the games of course are on TSN or Sportsnet which, so there's this withdrawal thing where it's like oh it's soccer Saturday right. morning the Sunday EPL, morning what you talking yeah about? the yeah. English Premier League and so people are, have been used to for many years you know flipping on the TV on Saturday morning or Sunday morning and watching their favorite team and you can't do that anymore it's the zone the zone it's all on the zone right I forgot that started and so up. there's no pregame show there's no magazine show Jack there's and none all that, that none of that there. stuff well no, they do the uh, MLS games Yes, right. TSN but, yeah. still has MLS, right? Um, but there's no English Premier, so you've got to get it from. So now you're watching these strange people. Who are these guys? Who are these people that are that are doing the zone? Like, who is this guy here from England? Where's right. my? Where's Craig Forrest? Where's Christian Jack? Where's uh, Luke Wildman? Where's uh, Danny Dicchio? Where's uh, uh, who am I missing now? Stephen Caldwell. Where's Stephen Caldwell? Uh, where are these guys? You know, where's uh, where's James Sharman? What the heck is going on? None of it. So it was a it was really odd, weird. Tuning in and like right. not seeing these guys and then going, oh yeah, it's on the zone, and, you know these guys here. So uh, my team Tottenham won three one, so that was good. Over did Aston you watch Villa. it? Uh, no, I didn't watch it. As a matter of fact, um, I was golfing, but I did have my Tottenham Hotspurs T shirt on at the time, if that means anything. Uh, but it's just, it's just you know, this looks like, um, and I feel bad for you know these people because I've worked with some of them before, and and imagine Mike, uh, you know, coming in, you know, one day and they say to you, oh by the way, we don't have the rights anymore. As they did with TSN with NHL hockey back when uh, Sportsnet took all of it. Sure. By the way, but however, we do have other work for you. Well, that's not the case here with certainly with Rogers Sportsnet. They have no soccer at all. So you know, guys like Craig Forrest um, and James Sharman don't don't have a job. There's nothing for them to do, and and it's limited roles for the guys on TSN uh, because they only have MLS. So I feel bad for that, and it's just the changing of the guard. It's the way uh, television coverage is going to be from here on in, and. Um, not happy about that at all. 
Uh, and uh, I appreciate uh, you listening today to my rant about uh, tennis. And if you can come up with a suggestion to avoid people like Serena Williams, who just saying, I don't want to play anymore. Thanks for coming out. Uh, I'd like to hear from you. Uh, thanks, as always, uh, for um, production and inspiration from Toronto Mike, uh, the devil's advocate, they call him. You can hit him up at Toronto Mike. <laughs> you can hit me up at Hebsey Man. Thanks to our wonderful sponsors, Crosswinds Golf and Country Club. That's crosswindsgolf.com. And Tiden Performance Blades, tidenblades.com. And thanks to you for listening. Please tell your friends about the show. Uh, write us a nice review wherever you get your podcasts. Maybe you want to pick up my new book, The Greatest Athlete You've Never Heard Of, soon to become a documentary. Um, and you can get that uh, via Dundurn Press. Pick it up at uh, Amazon or Indigo or wherever you Or get contact Hebsey directly. Or get in touch with me and I can actually uh, sign it. I, I can sign it for you and I can get it out to you. You know, the mail system's uh, not that bad. And um, we'll get you that and you'll get a chance to read a book, the story of George Washington Orton, the first Canadian to win an Olympic gold medal, the first disabled athlete to win an Olympic medal gold medal and he was Canadian although they thought he was an American for about 70 years I guess because his name was George Washington Orton anyway uh, thanks for allowing us into your headspace back with another exciting episode shortly until then so long for now